you're in for a very interesting story today. Today, I am going to finally allow you guys to hear the whole complete story of my Aunt Betty. What you're about to hear is something that I recorded basically maybe not even a week after she passed and I felt like it was so important to get her story out to you know not just her story but also the signs that I got around spirit before she passed away and after I recorded it I realized that I couldn't I just could not bring myself to bring it out and to share it with everyone. It was still too raw. It was still too new. And now it's been, actually to my surprise, it's been two months. And I finally decided, yes, maybe it's now time to share the story with you. And it's really funny, too, because I have been feeling my grandmother around me a lot lately, and her number, which is 83, has been around a lot as well. And it occurred to me that, oh my gosh, her name is the exact same name as my Aunt Betty. They literally have the same first, middle, and last name. So when I was thinking about what story to share with you this weekend, one that could really just, you know, warm your heart. I always say that, but then also get you thinking outside of the box and get you thinking about your own spiritual signs that you're getting. All of a sudden it popped up and I just held it in my heart for a little while and I realized, okay, now it is time to share it. So I hope that when you tune in, you um, love the story. I hope that you get something out of it and Let's get to it. Welcome to Spirit Stories edition of the Spiritual AF Life podcast. Super happy that you are here because I'm going to be sharing with you the story of my Aunt Betty. So definitely a trigger warning up front about this because my Aunt Betty actually just passed away on Monday and I don't want to trigger anyone. So if you have lost a family member recently, if you are still grieving, you know, if you have any issues like that that really bring up those emotions. I just want you to listen to this story with care. All right. Take care of yourself. You know, maybe you can come back and listen to it at a different time. If it does trigger you, you know, that kind of thing, just kind of reflect on where you are right now. And if it's, you know, good for you to keep on going, let's get to it. All right. So my aunt Betty, you might've heard me talk about my aunt Judy a lot before. And my mom actually had, you know, counting herself, there was six kids for my grandma. So I actually have five aunts and uncles and aunt Juju. I loved aunt Juju when I got older, but when I was younger, it was always about my aunt Betty. So aunt Betty actually lived next door to us in one of the homes that we were living in. And I remember going over there and drinking coffee. And I I remember so vividly, you guys remember like in the 1970s, the green, coffee cups that were like marbleized like that's the kind of cups that she would have and I would go over there and have a morning coffee with her and I mean one day she made the best cup of coffee I've ever had in my life you know it was probably full of cream and sugar but I loved it I was six years old <laughs> I was six but I loved my coffee with my aunt Betty my mom really didn't make me any coffee and she definitely didn't make it as good as aunt Betty and aunt Betty had a son named James who was my cousin a couple years younger than me. But you couldn't have Aunt Betty without Uncle Dale. 
So Uncle Dale was a hunter, and I remember one time he scared me to death with like a deer that he caught, and then he kept inside of the garage, and it was he was kind of a funny but quiet guy. It was really quite a character. And so I loved Aunt Betty and Uncle Dale. I went to Frankenmuth, Michigan with them. We had a lot of fun. Aunt Juju was actually married to Uncle Tom. And same thing. You couldn't you couldn't be with Aunt Juju without saying Uncle Tom. Well, sadly, both Uncle Tom and my Uncle Dale passed away long before my Aunt Juju and now my Aunt Betty has. But I always loved those times with Aunt Betty. But the thing was is that she was often, you know, in and out with the family. You know, like a lot of families, you know, you have drama and things like that. So oftentimes Aunt Betty would, you know, leave the family for a little while and then she would come back for a little bit and then she would leave. And she wasn't really talking to much of the family or was really involved around the time my mom passed. However, she got involved after mom passed and one thing that she decided to do was to get checked for cancer because she has been a lifetime smoker, just like my mom. And so seeing that my mom possibly had cancer for a long time and didn't even know it, um, she was thinking maybe the same thing about her. And sure enough, she went and got checked after my mom passed away and it was verified. She actually did have cancer. However, it seemed like it was a very small area and they could take care of it. You know, honestly, like no problem. It always seemed like what she was going through was no problem. That's one thing that I always admired about her was she would never complain ever. She was the toughest cookie ever. You know, we're even finding out more things about her since she's passed that she had to endure that we didn't know anything about, but that's the way she wanted it. She never wanted anyone to feel sorry for her, and she always wanted to put on that tough image, and she succeeded very, very well. So anyway, she started doing chemo, and, you know, it was like a back and forth kind of thing, but it always seemed that even though it went back and forth sometimes, like, oh, she has to have another one. She has to have another treatment. It's supposed to be three. It's supposed to be this. I believe it was around six months ago that she finally got the green light and her cancer was gone. First, we were all super excited, super happy for her, couldn't wait to celebrate with her, but she had to keep on having, I guess, chemo treatments where you still have to keep it going a little bit just to make sure the cancer doesn't come back. Well, spoiler alert, uh, pretty sure that her cancer never left and she didn't want to tell us. And that's something that we kind of figured out, um, I believe it was last week. So anyways, we're thinking Aunt Betty's cancer free and she's going through um, her end of her chemo stuff. No big deal, no big deal. And then it ended up being that, you know, Everything was fine, fine and dandy, right? She's cancer-free. She's just going through, you know, the protocol of coming off of the chemo. And one day I was sitting with my hairdresser and, you know, she asked me to bring her card, my card deck so I could pull a card for her. I'm like, of course. So I pulled her cards for her, gave her a little bit of insight, and then I decided to pull a couple cards myself. And that's when the death card came up. It was a death card along with the Ace of Cups. And that's when I was like, wait a second, the death card never, ever, ever, ever means death, like ever. So don't ever think that that's true, right? It never, ever, maybe 0.1% of the times it actually means death, right? 
And I remember looking at those two cards and the Ace of Cups just really is calling out the emotions. I felt like it was crying. And then I was like, oh man, this is not symbolic. Because usually I love the death card in the tarot. The death card in the tarot is all about like transformation and I love change and talks about a big change. But now I was looking at it and it was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a death in the family. And I looked at her, I'm like, man, this sucks, you know? And I was kind of wondering, like, who it could possibly be, you know? I thought about Aunt Betty, but you never know because she's cancer-free now. And, you know, we're all standing in this line, you know, to transition to the other side. And we don't know what spot we're in. You know, I could even be, you know, light years ahead of that line than my Aunt Betty was at that time. You never know. You never know when your call is going to be answered. So, anyways, I came home from that appointment and I look at my husband and I was like, Hey, you know, I was like, someone's going to pass in the family. And I told him this and I was like, I just want it on record. Well, the very next day I get on the call <clears throat> with my aunt, my aunts, actually, I get together with them and I talk with them. Um, during the week, we, you know, just chat about whatever comes up. And that's when Aunt Betty came on and she was talking about how they think that she has a brain tumor and she needs to have brain surgery right away. And so it was like devastating. It was like a shock and we didn't know if it was cancer or not. There was all these things going on and all these speculations and, you know, what ended up happening was... You know, they kept on canceling and messing up her appointment for her surgery. Just one thing after another kept on coming up. And the hospital didn't know anything about her. Like, they were like, we have no record of you having surgery today. And it was literally insane. And my aunt was kind of worried at the time because it sounded like the exact same thing that her husband, my Uncle Dale, passed from. So she was kind of worried. But then after so much time of dealing with the doctors and things like that. She finally was saying, you know what? I don't even believe I have a brain tumor. I think that they were wrong. I should have gotten a second opinion. I didn't know that all the doctors that I was talking to all belong to like the same group of doctors, if you will. So she was going to get a second opinion somewhere else and didn't believe that she had a brain tumor because she was like, I'm totally fine. I don't have any symptoms whatsoever. So anyway, she just let that, you know, fall by the wayside and we were all just letting it fall too because we were trusting her so anyways no big deal we you know go on with our lives and things like that she's okay she's staying up with her doctor's appointments and I'm out with my husband and we're chilling in the cemetery well we actually just got to this one cemetery and we like to go to the cemetery and you know look at the headstones and we like to you know honor those people who have passed before us and for me specifically I like to go because it reminds me of how precious that life is and they say that the richest place in the world is in a funeral it's not in a funeral it's in a cemetery because those are people who left all their ideas and took it with them you know what i mean so many people probably wanted to start businesses they had such big dreams you know what i mean they could have you know manifested with their ideas and things like that but a lot of them didn't and so i go there to help remind myself you know to not have regrets you know to you know, just keep on reminding myself that's where i'm going to end up one day and these little trivial things that are stopping me from reaching my potential or from reaching my dreams, you know, don't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. And I really get that perspective when I'm at a cemetery. So anyways, we show up to the cemetery and my husband gets out of the car and I'm so happy that he let me have this moment alone. And I say to spirit, I'm like, Hey, can you please show me the name 
of the family member that is going to pass next. And I really don't recommend you asking that question. I usually don't recommend anyone trying to figure out when they're going to pass and things like that. Like that never works and there's no point in it. The reason why I did it this day was because I couldn't shake that someone was going to pass and I couldn't shake that there was something else wrong with Aunt Betty. And maybe if I knew that there was something else that maybe, you know, we could intervene. As soon as those words left my mouth, I looked up and right to the left, there is this big tombstone and right on it, I can't see the last name. I can only see the first name. And the first name was Betty. I was stunned. I got out of the car so fast and I was just looking at the at the stone and I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be Aunt Betty. Aunt Betty's going to pass. I'm like, wow, I, I just, I couldn't even believe this. And here's something else that's really, truly unbelievable. I didn't know this at the time because the cemetery is near my house and the rest of my family, they live further away. They live at least 10, 12 miles away from me. And if you guys are in the Metro Detroit area, you know, 10 to 12 miles is a lot. It's not like country miles. Okay. So if you're in South Georgia, 10, 12 miles is nothing, but 10 to 12 miles in like the city or the suburbs is a lot. And I didn't know this, but the cemetery that we were at was actually the same exact cemetery that my uncle Dale was at as well. Her husband. I just thought that was so nuts when I found that out because I figured that was even a bigger sign that maybe it was my uncle Dale who was with me um, and who helped me see that, yes, her time is coming. And it's really funny, my Uncle Dale was really, really quiet and he really didn't say much. So of course his signs are gonna be more subtle. Anyways, we actually ran over to this to this to the stone and I was actually doubly surprised because the name on the stone was actually Betty White and she had just passed. And so I looked at my husband, I told him the story, but I was kind of confused because there's a Betty White stone. Cause then I was like, okay, is it Betty White is coming? You know, but she had already passed. So I was like, was Betty White saying hi to me? I don't even know. So that was really funny, but I was like, wow. I really do think this about Aunt Betty. Well, anyways, about a week or so goes by, you know, maybe it was even a couple of weeks and I actually get on the phone with my aunts again. So and Aunt Betty's not on there. So we don't meet on the phone, we meet um, virtually um, through Facebook Messenger. And there is my aunt, my Aunt Leslie. And she was like, hey, I just wanted to tell you something that's going on with Aunt Betty. And we're, I'm like, oh yeah, of course, please tell us what's going on. And she said, Aunt Betty went into the ER last night um, because she had like a pill in her throat and she couldn't get it out, you know, and it was bothering her. So we went to the ER to check it out. And while there, they did confirm the brain tumor. And they also did find something, I believe it was in her throat or something wrong with her throat. And then they also found the mass by her heart. And we kind of already knew that there was a mass by her heart with the cancer before, but remember, we thought this was gone. So there was a couple of different things going on, some very, very serious things. And the doctor's like, yes, we're definitely keeping you. You definitely need the surgery, you know, rattled off some other things that's going on with her. And she didn't want to stay in the hospital. And we were all like trying to talk to her. My aunt tried to talk to her, you know, tried to get her to go back to the doctors and things like that, go back to the hospital, but she refused. 
and she left that day and she just went home. She was like, I'm not staying, blah, 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 blah. I'll take care of it outside. She's like, I'm not staying in the hospital. The doctor tried to warn her. They're like, any one of these things that you are dealing with right now can kill you. And she was just like, I don't even care. And she went home. She went home with her son um, that is living with her. When I heard this, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like there was so much going on that maybe I'm forgetting some of the details, but in the moment I'm like, we have got to get Aunt Betty to the hospital because if we don't, then she's going to pass away. And I'm like, this, this sucks. You know, I don't want her doing this. I want her to at least fight and give it a fighting chance. And I came downstairs actually during that phone call and I look at my husband and I'm like, man, you know, all this is going on with Aunt Betty. And I told him the story and he looks at me and he was like, well, she wants to go. She's ready to check out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't know my Aunt Betty. She does not want to check out, okay? She does not. You know, that is one thing that she has been clear about through her whole entire cancer struggle, you know? And this was even months ago. I remember her being on one of those calls and she was like, no, I am not going anywhere, you know? And she was just, you know, so stubborn with this. And I look at him, I'm like, no, I'm like, that's not right at all. I was like, in fact, you know what I mean? She doesn't, you know, she wants to go out on her own terms. You know what I mean? She wants to go on her own terms when she says so, you know what I mean? Not a moment sooner, that kind of thing. I'm like, she's very, very hard-headed about this. And my husband looks at me and he says, yeah, well, her leaving the hospital is doing it on her terms. And I was just taken back. That made so much sense. She wanted to go on her terms and what she heard, she knew that she couldn't survive that. She knew that it was too much. She knew that it was her time to go and she was being called, but she didn't want to do it there. And she didn't want to do it under pressure from the doctor saying this and this and this and this. She wanted to go on her terms. A little bit of a backstory. My Aunt Betty actually got married in the hospital. She got married to my Uncle Dale in the hospital on her father's deathbed. She really, really wanted my grandfather to be there, that she got married in his hospital room. I don't think that she wanted, like, so many of these memories to be in the hospital. I think that she wanted to, like, go home, regroup, and I think that it was a lot for her to take on just because she had been you know, so stubborn with this whole thing, saying that the cancer is basically not going to get her and it's not going to take her like it took my mom and she always said too she's like your mom is with me and aunt judy is with me and they're helping me out and we're going to get through this and we totally thought she was now we're trying to talk to aunt betty and we're trying to get her you know what i mean to go back to the hospital and things like that she's no longer showing up for our weekly calls and i'm messaging her and i'm saying hey i missed you on the call today and things like that and guess what she doesn't answer and then that's when, finally, my Aunt Les went to go pick her up, take her to the store or somewhere. You know, her son had called saying, hey, you know, let's come pick up me and mom because they didn't have a car. And as soon as they get in, James is like, we need to go to the hospital. That's her son. And Aunt Leslie's like, hospital? And she just faintly heard my Aunt Betty say hospital. And that's when they finally went into the hospital. And long story short, they actually brought her to the same hospital almost in the exact same room that my uncle Dale passed her husband. And it was crazy because apparently he would, uh, he, she was only 35 feet from where, um, where he passed. 
and she never wanted to go back there. She never wanted to go back to this hospital. It's very, very far away, and that was exactly where he lie he died, and she was like, oh, that's where my husband perished. I never ever want to go there, and then I'm just like, no, he didn't perish there. That's where he transitioned, and I think that it's beautiful that she was in the spot right next to him because it's almost like I'm going to go out where you go out. True love never dies. However, Aunt Betty did get her wish, and she did not end up passing there. She ended up um, going on hospice um, because there was nothing else that they could do. When they went to try and do the brain surgery, they realized the cancer had spread too far. Uh, what? The cancer spread too far? What do you mean the cancer spread too far? All of us were shocked. The cancer was everywhere. She was not cancer free. She knew that, that she still had cancer and she didn't tell any of us. Super duper crazy. I was like, oh my gosh, because you know what? She didn't want that. She didn't want us feeling that way. She wanted us feeling happy and rejoiced. And I think she also wanted us to know how strong she was. And that's one thing to this day too, that still bothers me. People don't realize how strong my mom was. And my aunt Betty wanted to be perceived that way as well. I know she did. She wanted to fight it and she wanted to, you know, almost like manifest it, if you will. If you think it and you believe it strong enough, you know, then it will happen. And I feel that's what she was trying to do. But then seeing her, you know, it was like totally like, whoa, Aunt Betty, like you have got to go. You know what I mean? Like we're going to be fine. You're being called home. It's going to be okay. And it was, you know, um, Monday is when she passed. And it was really funny because before I even found out that she had passed away, I was talking to my sister. And I was actually still in Vegas at the time. And I was talking to her. And as soon as we got done talking about Aunt Betty, right, my husband was in the shower. I was sitting there on the bed, just got done talking to Tabitha, my sister, about Aunt Betty. And all of a sudden, the hotel room light turns off by itself. Now, it could be a glitch or whatever, but I've been staying there for three to four days and it never happened before. So now all of a sudden it happens now. And then I start thinking, I was like, okay, what is this trying to tell me? I don't even know. Is this Uncle Dale saying something about Aunt Betty? I wasn't sure. At the call that she had passed about two hours after the light had went off, we don't know exactly when she passed. So that was really neat. And really cool because I wonder if she passed and then she was coming to say hi, you know, that kind of thing to me. And then my sister tells me a story too that she just woke up having a feeling that Aunt Betty was going to pass on Monday. And she looks outside of the window and she sees, I believe it was a red robin bird. And she was like, wow, I think the story goes like she was saying like, yeah, let me know if you're with us, you know, and she saw the red bird. And then she was like, okay, I'm going to turn around. But if I turn back and the bird is gone, then I know that today is going to be the day that Aunt Betty passes away. And when she looked back at the bird, the bird was gone. So it was like her confirmation. And so I'm telling you all of this because it's really interesting sometimes how stories can unfold and how we can look back and see some of the signs that spirit is giving us that someone is even being being called home or some of the signs of what happens after they pass. You know, I haven't really shared that the full story of my mom because that one was really crazy how spirit showed me so many signs that she was going to be okay and that spirit knew um, what was going on with her before and after she passed. And 
right now I'm looking at some of these signs that I just shared with you, you know what I mean, about the gravestone, about the death card, you know what I mean, about the, the red robin, about the lights going off. And those are incredible as well. They might not be as fantastic as my mom's. And that be, could be because I'm not as close to my Aunt Betty. It could be because my Aunt Betty herself, you know what I mean, wasn't as wild and crazy as my mom. But there could still be small little signs there. You might not have any signs at all. You know, they might not come until after the person has passed away, but sometimes it's really cool to look back and see like, wow, there were these little signs. You know what I mean? We truly weren't alone. There was something bigger than us there with us, you know, almost like hugging us, holding our hand and letting us know like, hey, everything is going to be okay, even before things happen. And that's the really thing that I really, really hope that maybe you can reflect on if you look back and you could possibly see behind the curtain. And that's what I call it. It's like behind the curtain, right? You know, God, spirit, whatever that you want to call it, is giving us a little bit of hindsight, you know, being like, hey, we were here the whole time. You might not have seen it, but we were here 100% of the time. And you know what? We're definitely here now. You just might be able to see the signs a little bit stronger. All right, so I hope that you love this story because I hope you loved it for many reasons. And one of the reasons is, is that my Aunt Betty is now with my Uncle Dale. She is so, so happy. I can't even tell you, okay? And, you know, we think of death as a scary thing, but it's not. It's transitioned back home. It, you know, we have actually graduated. You know, it makes me want to, like, you know, plan my party for when I transition, okay? So, because it's going to be a party. Like, don't mourn. I'm right here. You know, I'm right beside you every single day. I'm going to tell that to my family, all to my friends, you know? And we should, like, honestly celebrate. Our society is the one that makes it scary and grim and things like that, you know? It's almost just like their story has been told, you know, just think of your life as a movie and you are a character in one of the movies. And when the character in the movie dies, the actor does not die, right? That's so crazy to think that way. No, the character dies. The actor is still there. You know, all of our favorites are still there, right? Brad Pitt's still here. George Clooney's still here. I'm not sure why those are the ones I thought of, but that's who I'm thinking of right now. They didn't die when their character dies in the movie. They're still alive. They're still good. And that's exactly what's going on here. And so we're still part of the movie, okay? And get this, we get to write our own script. So I hope that this weekend you go ahead and maybe you, you know, ask for some signs to peer behind the scene, you know, behind the curtain. And then you do something this weekend that you have never done before. Maybe it's something you've always wanted to do, or maybe it's something that you've been scared about doing. You know, definitely push the limits, you know. We're here on this crazy planet to have a, an incredible experience. All right, and I hope you have an incredible weekend. And I am going to see you on Monday. You take care. Mm -hmm.